first off, Lindsay had mentioned during the, uh, the children's message that God doesn't get cold. Uh, I sure do. Man, it's freezing. Um, I'm still getting used to Albuquerque winters, apparently. Uh, so, as I mentioned at the beginning of the service, uh, on February the 12th will be what is known as Commitment Sunday, which, as I'm learning, is a thing we do here at Christ Lutheran. Um, we'll get to that in a second, because first I want to start with Jesus, which seems like a good place to start. Um, in our readings, Jesus points out uh, the importance or... Uh, importance maybe is the wrong word, um, the fact that his disciples care about the needs of others. Um, it's not like a command that you have to do, and if you don't, then you're not a disciple of Jesus. It, it's more about identity, that one of the things about who we are as followers of Jesus is that if somebody's hungry, we feed them. If they are naked, we clothe them. If they are in need, we care. Jesus spoke this originally to his disciples. And they have then passed that on down the generations. Jesus also told his disciples to go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's just something that we do because we follow Jesus. Um, uh, Peter, in the epistle reading for today, says essentially the same thing. It's almost like he heard it from Jesus and then wrote it down. So, with Commitment Sunday, um, we are, or as we lead up to, rather, Commitment Sunday, and I'll say more about what that is in a second, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at some of the things that we as a community, Christ Lutheran here in Albuquerque, do. Because one of the things that's, that um, caught my eye, or caught me off guard, or however you want to say it, as I've been getting to know this community, is that we do a lot. And not only do we do a lot, we have a lot of things, ways that we minister to other people that are either unofficial, it's, or it's not on the books, or it's a couple of people being very generous and just not all that interested in calling attention to our, uh, themselves. It's just, a, they're just things that we do. There are some more official things as well that are worth pointing out, because it's good to remind ourselves of what God is doing and has done through us. With respect to going to the nations and making disciples, um, maybe you've heard the names uh, Benjamin and Becca Helgi. They are missionaries in the Czech Republic that we support, and occasionally we'll sell things like coffee and, and do other fundraiser-type things uh, to send money over there to help them continue in the work of making disciples. These are good things to do. Um, some of, apparently, some of you know really well, uh, Martha and Tim Matsky, who are uh, missionaries in the Solomon Islands, who work with Wycliffe Bible translators. Uh, we support them and, and apparently have for many years. Again, I've only, I haven't even been here a year yet, but 
I'm learning these things. And if you uh, actually go to any of the uh, Sunday school Bible studies that are between the services, there's a basket that gets passed around. People put money in it. As it turns out, that money goes to them because they are continuing to further the work of the gospel and make disciples among all the nations. Like These are things that we just do, ministries that we support, because that's who we are. And these are good things. <clears throat> in a minute, we're going to highlight another major uh, ministry. Hopefully, you've heard of it. And if you haven't, you're in the right place. Um, but I want to talk just a minute about this whole idea of Commitment Sunday. Because uh, it, it does involve talking about money. And for many pastors, that's not our favorite thing to talk about. And I'm guessing that's not your favorite thing to hear about for various reasons. But Commitment Sunday isn't just about that. There's a, a classic Lutheran um, construction that we give our time, talents, and treasures. These are things that God has given us that we then either give back to uh, the, the church or we use for the benefit of others. Now, I've uh, for those of you who don't know, I've grown up, or as I was growing up, um, I was part of multiple denominations, and I never heard the time, talents, and treasure thing until I started my first call in a Lutheran church. So that might be one of our own things that we came up with, and that's awesome. Um, and there's a lot of wisdom in that. We believe that God has been gracious and generous to us in giving multiple things, time, talents, and treasure. And in response to that gratitude, we give some back. Commitment Sunday is about all of these things. As we lead up to February the 12th, we'll receive a, uh, a form that is asking us to commit all of these things. There will be places where we, uh, you are, there will be um, a part of the form that asks you to commit to prayer, praying for our ministry to serving in various aspects, um, however God leads, to giving your time. Um, if you have any special abilities, now would be a great time for us to know because the church has many different needs and this church in particular, I've noticed, does a lot that goes unnoticed. Um, and then there is the part about pledging money. It's an uncomfortable topic. Um, I, I think because there's also within especially American Christianity kind of a plague that has popped up over the last, I'm going to say, generation, uh, where you hear so-called pastors saying that if you give money to God, which almost always gives means give money to me and my ministry, then God will bless you with even more money. That is patently false. It's a lie. They are lying to you. There are promises throughout the biblical narrative that, that, um, that state that God does pour out His blessing on those who are generous, but there's no guarantee about what that blessing looks like. Um, and Paul himself says that he, uh, he, he wants those who give to, the, to ministry to give cheerfully and not out of compulsion. We are not making any demands of you. 
Uh, as it turns out, and again, I'm learning all of this um, as we go along, part of the wisdom of doing a Commitment Sunday uh, just boils down to the fact that it is extremely helpful for us to have a rough idea of how much money might be coming in over the course of a year. It's just helpful to know because then it's easier to make plans. That's what it kind of comes down to. Um, when uh, we are not raising um, money with a, a goal in mind, uh, there isn't a particular project or a need. It's not like the roof is caving in on us or something like that, and so we need to fix it. Um, this is just about your regular tithes and offerings. Um, the pledge is not binding in any shape, way, or form. If you pledge a certain amount and God leads you to give more at some point during the year, great. If circumstances change and you suddenly realize you're not able to give as much as you had hoped, uh, we're very sorry to hear that for your sake. That's fine. No one's coming after you. No one's going to say, um, hey, you pledged a certain amount of money. Where is it? And in fact, as far as I'm aware, there is only one person that will actually know the dollar amount. I have no access to this information, uh, not that I would want it anyway. It is not getting entered into a digital database. And as far as I know, it will be looked at like once to calculate a total amount, and then it goes into some kind of storage. This is just about an opportunity to say we care about what God is doing through this ministry. Here are the ways that we plan on supporting it just because it's really helpful for us. And I think there's also a value to just putting it down, saying, hey, we are engaging in the discipline of generosity, and so we are going to make a plan to do so. That's part of maturity as a disciple of Jesus. Of course, if you have any questions, you're welcome to bring them up with me. I am almost certainly not going to know the answers uh, to those questions, but I can find who does. Uh, with that said, uh, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to highlight a couple of different ministries that we as a congregation and community do, just as examples of some of the things that you get to take part in. Um, and uh, for today, I would like to invite Herman Montiel and Al Koshman, uh, who, uh, or Herman is the director of God Cares About You, the mission in the International District. Uh, Al is the uh, chair of the board of directors for the organization, and we're just going to talk about that for a few minutes as a way of introducing, reintroducing, or just explaining what it is they do. So, I, uh, if you gentlemen don't mind introducing yourselves, uh, tell them a little, like, what your connection is to God Cares About You, and then we'll go from there. Hi, my, uh, my name is Herman Montiel. I'm the uh, director of God Cares About You, and Al, Mr. Al Koshman, he's the board chair. Uh, hold on a second. Is, is that mic getting picked up? All right, try now. Okay. Herman Montiel, I'm the director at God Cares About You, and Mr. Al Koshman is the board chair. And Herman does all the day-to-day -day work, and I just pray a lot and go to meetings. 
So you have the, the bureaucrat <laughs> and the boots on the ground. There you go. <clears throat> All right. So can you tell me or tell us a little bit about um, how this mission, God Cares About You, serves the International District? So God Cares About You uh, shares God's love, uh, the gospel, with the, the disenfranchised, uh, you know, disadvantaged population in uh, Albuquerque's International International District. Um, I apologize. There's something funny going on. Um, it happened the first service. Uh, I'm not sure what's happening. We're going to do our best, though. Um, yeah, there's some technical. I, you weren't holding it in correctly. There's some technical thing going on. We're going to just blame you. Yeah. And, uh, uh, um, and uh, you know, we're there to serve. Uh, we're there serving uh, the, the population. Oh, and um, we're changing lives now and for eternity. Uh, we do that uh, with various ministries. We do a flu, uh, food distribution, a clothing distribution. We do meals, uh, weekly, weekly Bible devotion, uh, Bible studies, devotionals, um, uh, addiction programs. Uh, we do a back-to-work program, which is asset-based. We take uh, volunteers on Tuesday and about four to five, and they do chores around the mission. and. And uh, in return, we give them some items to, to pick, to select from, from the cabinets. Um, and uh... So I remember as we were talking about this earlier this week, one of the things that you also mentioned is that you're trying to create a place for people to just sit and be. Can you say more about that? So this year we had installed a Ramada, a Ramada and, uh, and we, had, we had an existing porch. We had the existing porch, shade structure uh, for people to come off the streets and sit in the shade and, you know, get out of the heat. And, and this, because like Pastor said to the winter, uh, we opened up the hallway, the big hall and uh, turn on the TV and give them some coffee. And, we, we, and that gives us an opportunity to sit and pray with them, uh, which is, we'll talk about her later. But Selena really made, is making a push to, to sit and do one-on-one -on -one prayer uh, and listen to their stories and not not make those visits, those visitors, not make that a transaction, uh, transactional experience, make it uh, personal, make it uh, humanity, make, bring, bring to life their story and, and, uh, and pray with them. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that I noticed uh, the last time I was there is uh, that, that neighborhood is rough. Uh, it's one of the roughest neighborhoods or areas I've ever seen, and I've seen some pretty rough areas uh, when Herman and I were walking around to just tell people that there's lunch, I smelled meth for the first time. Um, so welcome to Albuquerque. Um, and it seems like having a place where you can sit and you know you're safe, you're going to be okay for a bit, you can let your guard down, is, I mean, at the very least, just an amazing way to honor somebody's humanity um, in an area that would try to strip them of that. I think that's huge. Um, anything else you want to say? to that. So um, how, how is Christ Lutheran community, um, how have we supported this mission? The, the mission is supported by six Lutheran churches here in town, Christ Lutheran being one of them. And it's the normal support, prayer support, donations of money, food, clothing. Uh, we thank everyone here for your donations and for your participation in the Thriving Action Teams. Um, and if I can interrupt you for a second, if you have ever done anything 
relating to God cares about you mission, giving money, uh, praying, visiting, donating socks, um, anything like that. Would you mind raising your hand? That's a huge percentage of people. Well done. And and we are very, very thankful to that, or for you. Uh, But Christ Lutheran is unique in that Christ Lutheran owns the building, the house that we function out of. It's on a corner. What you see in the, in the picture there is our backyard, and it's, what, and it's where we do most of our ministry from. That's a picture taken on Thursday. Uh, even though it was cold, we were still functioning outside. It's freezing. It's freezing, yes, yes. And Christ Lutheran also provides a, a tremendous amount of administrative support. Janine, our congregation secretary, sends out our newsletter, does our copying for us. And our congregation bookkeeper takes in all of the, the donations and pays the bills. So Christ Lutheran has a rather unique place within the whole support system for God Cares About You, and we thank and praise God for you. All right. Uh, I understand you've got a story um, for somebody who's now very much associated with the work there. Would you please share it? So uh, Selena... We met Selena in the early fall last year. She was coming on onto the mission and volunteering several times a week. And, and again, through, through, through conversations and, you know, building relationship with the people that are willing to sit and want to sit and talk. And um, we started to learn her story. Um, you know, talking to her, she lost her husband in 09 and had three kids. Um, and after that loss, she started to spiral, you know, her choices, bad, bad decisions. Uh, you know, they compromise their relationship with their kids. You go down the, you know, go down the, the, the line, and, and she ends up home unhoused. She ends up sleeping out of her car, um, and, and Christ started to call to her. When, when she found herself alone, found Christ, Christ started to call her. She started to, uh, to, to give her life, devote her life to, to what, she was telling, what he was telling her to do. And, and she, she's been, she had been to other missions, other nonprofits in the area, uh, and thankfully, she chose us because Selena knows the community. She knows she's been there. She's experienced. She's she can relate to what they've done, what they're doing, where they're at, where they're trying to get to, uh, you know. And so she's uh, she's our all star. She's she's there. She's versatile. She's a great cook. Um, she sits and uh, serves. She's out there, you know, inside, outside, cleaning. Uh, most importantly. She's the one that's really inspired us to, to take advantage, to, to take that moment that we have when we're building relationships, to sit and offer a prayer. That wasn't my, my strength, and I, would, I was very hesitant. I would wait for them to ask, and of course, I'd pray with them and, and pray that God look over them and, 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 and pray for their story. But Selena's taking that, taking that uh, incentive and just saying, let's let's pray for them without having to wait for them to ask us and so i mean just an inspiration wonderful person uh just um kind biggest heart you know and she's just you know just pouring out christ's love and 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 bringing her uh, adding her in december to to the staff is just very um it's a true blessing true blessing so i i remember you talking about um and I think you've, you've even uh, announced it to the congregation, um, that you've got a couple of kind of unique things that you do that may not uh, 
occur to us that would be enormously helpful. Um, can you say more specifically about the, 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 it's the wrong phrase, but the busing program and also the laundry program? Because those are things that I would never have thought of. So uh, the, the laundry program came about um, we collaborating with other nonprofits in the area, which is great because we get to find our niche. We get to see what are the things that we can do um, that work with what other, other nonprofits are doing. And so the laundry program, we reached out to a, a lady that uh, they do a, a laundry program. They do it one, twice a month, but we thought to collaborate with them. And uh, we, at one of the local um, laundromats there in the International District, uh, one, we've done it in December, and we basically pay for their service. Um, it's not full laundry. They can, they can fold their own, but, uh, <laughs> but where they're covering the soaps, you know, the suds and the, and the coins, uh, and then getting back to Selena with sitting there and, and building relationships and, and praying with them, we also found out that a lot of people end up here. They end up stuck here for whatever reason. They end up followed somebody, got shipped here. So they're here. They have a, quote, home somewhere, uh, some type of support structure. Uh, in Gallup, we sent a couple to Las Cruces, uh, and then we sent a young lady a couple of weeks ago back to uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, and so we don't really have a name for it, but it's, you know, Bus Back Home Ministry. Uh, and that's just, that again, that comes from just sitting there and seeing what their needs are. We can provide food and clothes, and they need that. But, you know, what are some other needs that maybe we wouldn't have um, thought about? And that's, that's one program that we're looking to really move forward at, um, Children's ministry, um, again, Selena, she's, she's hooked into the, 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 the community there. We've networked through her. Uh, she's introduced us to a few families and a few members that are also networking. So we're looking in the fall to really um, uh, start up our, our Saturday children's ministry and, um, with volunteers and, uh, and looking forward to that one. Too, so. And we need your help with something. Because of a Lutheran Women's Missionary League Rocky Mountain District grant, we will be hiring a summer intern for four to six weeks this summer. And we need your help in reaching out and advertising and letting people know about that internship opportunity. There's a brochure about a trifold about the uh, mission on the right-hand side, on the countertop there. There's also a one-page advertisement there that we've shipped to the Concordias and to other places also and through churches throughout the town. But we need your help in reaching out. Take a copy of that advertisement for the internship this summer. It's an amazing opportunity for an individual to serve and to grow. So we need your help with that. So take an advertisement. Great. Uh, anything else you would like for everybody here to know about the mission? Um, just a lot of gratitude for you know, all the people that raised their hand and, and that's in the faces that I, I recognize and got to learn their name a lot sooner than I would have normally. Um, like Pastor said, come on Thursday, even if it's for the quick 10 minutes just to, just to do a lap. Um, it's, um, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, the, like, the, like the mission statement says, like our lives are changed, not just their lives, but I think I'll, I'll speak to that. The... Yeah, if I could just, just a, a final thought here. Several years ago, at a congregation meeting, uh, Jerry Schroff, our, our chairman, commented about how much the mission is changing the lives of the people we serve. A member of the congregation who had volunteered, who was volunteering extensively at the mission, 
stood and said, yes, I agree with Jerry. The mission changes people's lives, people that we serve, but the mission also changes the lives of people that serve at the mission. The mission has changed my life. I would echo his comments. The mission changes the lives of people we serve. It changes the lives of the people that serve at the mission. It has changed my life. It's, it's, it's almost, it's a, it, there's a joyful feeling that says, I, I'm not going to a meeting, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this, but I'm here. I can help serve a meal. I, I can help hand out groceries. To serve the least of the least is just an amazing experience. So as you look at your stewardship for 2023, if God's nudging you in a, maybe a little new or different direction to consider something new or different, maybe that something new or different is serving at the mission. I would encourage you to just take an hour, like Herman said, come on down, come to the mission. It's only three miles south of here on Pennsylvania and just see what God is doing. All right, thank you very much. Thank you.